all creation, all physical creation follows consciousness creation. So of course, your family that you're born into is a reflection of consciousness creation. So the, the lineage or the ancestry that you were born into absolutely is a consciousness, is a lineage that is expressed in physical creation. And the physical creation is simply the end result, the expression of it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I am here uh, with two returning guests. Uh, one frequent guest and, and one that I'm sure will become a frequent guest uh, now. Uh, the, our first guest is Shannon O'Flaherty. I always say that correctly, right? Uh, Shannon is a Taya Bootcamp graduate. Shannon is a shaman. Uh, Shannon also has a coaching program where she works with uh, ancestral um, ancestral impact on vibration. By and large, we're going to get deeper into that. In fact, that's what our topic is today. And that's why I invited her to be here. And most excitedly, for me at least, she is our newest Taya coach. So she is now coaching in the Taya Bootcamp program. Uh, so we're going to get a little deeper into this. And it's really interesting that we're having this podcast today because usually uh, the stream doesn't go too deep into ancestral stuff. They answer the questions and things like that. Uh, but we just had a new member of uh, Bootcamp uh, do their their session with the stream today. And some of this came up in that session just before coming on here to do the podcast. So I understand how vibration works, but I still think it's really cool when these things kind of flow together this way and these things pop up like this. So I think it's really great. Our other guest is Carrie King, uh, Taya Bootcamp graduate, Taya master, and uh, the person that keeps all things Stream of David uh, alive, <laughs> keeps the lights on. Uh, in our world. So Carrie is with us uh, as well. Uh, both of these ladies have extensive experience with the Taya practice uh, and spiritual topics in general, and they are going to grill the stream. They're going to uh, interview the stream today and ask questions about the ancestral impact on your vibration, on your life. How much of your life is your creation and how much of that creation is actually impacted by not only your parents, in your upbringing, uh, whether you were actually raised by your biological parents or not, uh, but your your ancestors, your, your parents' parents and beyond that, how much of that lineage is impacting your current day reality? We're going to dive into that with a stream. Shannon, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and Carrie? Thank you. It's always fun to chat with you and the stream and Shannon, I love seeing you too <laughs> across the pond, <laughs> so to speak. Many ponds between us I was now. Say, we're both yeah. across the pond for you, right? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, we're very we're very international in this episode. So Shannon is in um, Europe. You're in the UK, England, right? England specifically. And I didn't know how specific you wanted to get. You don't want people tracking you down. You know? <laughs> Pretty findable everywhere. <laughs> very findable. As a public figure, you're very findable. Yes. I'm pretty findable, yes. <laughs> and, and Carrie, of course, is in Belize. She manifested her dream life of living uh, right on the water in Belize. And so there you are looking out onto the beautiful crystal blue waters. Yes. And, uh, in, in your dream place. Are you still liking Belize? Oh, yes. I love it here. And I, I am in absolute joy and gratitude every morning when I wake up to that beautiful 
lovely ocean. It calls my name all the time. And the beautiful colors. It's not findable unless you have a boat, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she lives on an island that you, you're only accessible by boat, right? Yeah, boat or air. You can take the oh, little you can land. Flight. you can land on your island? Mm-hmm. It's a small hopper flight, they call it, you know, the small prop planes. Yeah. Yeah, not big international jets. Yes. Where they weigh you before you get on the plane and they <laughs> sit you Sorry, accordingly. Right. You should have had that breakfast burrito. You can't get on the plane. <laughs> the, last, the last time I flew, I got to um, sit up in the cockpit um, and I didn't realize. Um, I said, sure. And you actually have to climb this little ladder to get up in the cockpit and it's it's quite small and I'm very tall. I'm I'm five ten. So um it was it was really cool though. You can see much better out of the plane. You can see all all angles and then watching the pilot and the instruments was was really really a fun fun adventure. You didn't um, ask him how to land it. Just in case. <laughs> no, yeah. I kept my hands folded. I was so afraid I was going to touch something that I, I just remember being very loud and vibration, not the kind of vibration we talk about on air all the time, but I remember a lot of mm -hmm. vibrating, like a yeah. like a free back massage. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, oh, amazingly, oh the pilots, I've been on the hopper planes quite often now, and um, they take off and land so much smoother than the big jets. Um, I think because... The hopper plane from um, our island to Belize City leaves about every 15 minutes all day long. And I think they're just so used to that up and down, up and down that they land. It's just a beautiful landing. It really surprised me. Yeah. You know, I've flown a lot in my lifetime and it's amazing to me still the weight of that aircraft on a big commercial airliner the fact that it takes off and flies and lands and it does so with such safety at this point, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just truly amazing. I think that we all get beamed up when we walk through the door that something happens and that that isn't really happening and that really some other kind of magic thing is taking place. <laughs> I love it. I know. And maybe Source is saying, you know, you could do away with the plane altogether if you just believe that you could just appear somewhere, right? If you really believe it. I'm working on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to the stream, any, there's nothing that's impossible, right? If we if we really believe it in our reality, it becomes our reality. Mm -hmm. I'm Come not jumping off a building to, to test my belief in flight anytime soon. Come to the island for your first hopper, Shannon. I'll be there just later today. <laughs> I'm ready. She'll teleport there. She'll be there in five minutes. Just hang on. I'm well, so I am ready. still in the desert, and I have to tell you, it's spring moving into summer already in April. Today is our first 100 degree Fahrenheit day. And uh, for those of you outside the United States, that's hot. <laughs> I think it's like 40, like 42 degrees uh, Celsius. Uh, it's pretty hot. So we're already hitting 100 in April. So I know that long, hot summer is, is right around the corner. Uh, we've had beautiful, beautiful weather, though, that I've been, I've been appreciating every day up until now. Uh, so, you know, it, it is what it is. I live in the desert. And I'm moving. I'm moving next week. So my uh, the studio, as you those of you that watch on YouTube, uh, the studios you've been seeing it is going to be no more. I'm moving to a temporary place uh, for a little while while our new home is being remodeled, and then to my new office, which will be converted to a studio. I'm still looking for acoustic wall covering that's not hideous. 
Like those egg finger thing, those egg. Yeah, well, I have that. I have the ugly stuff here, and it actually absorbs a lot. A lot of it's gone now because we Michael's been taking it down and getting it back. But um, he he loves doing that stuff. I'm so lucky that I have somebody in my life that loves putzing around and packing and doing all the stuff that I don't really care to do. So, uh, but I'm taking care of the whole house remodeling project. I'm the project manager now on that little shindig, and uh, that's turned into every single thing in the house is changing now. It you know, started out as paint and a couple of finishes, and now it's everything as those things tend to happen. But it's fun. It's fun. It's happening really fast. A lot of people over there working really hard to make it happen really fast. So sooner or later, for the next few podcasts, I will be in transition and uh, in, in studio. Uh, and it, it may be a little more rattly than normal but uh, because all my soundproofing is gone. But we'll deliver the stream nonetheless. Uh, the stream will come through no matter what. They used to come through in my living room. Uh, with no soundproofing, the, the sound quality of the podcast originally was terrible. Uh, but still, lots of people listen, so I guess it, it doesn't really matter if you're hearing from source, you're hearing from source. So speaking of hearing from source, let's do that. Let's bring them in and let's dig into our topic. Going into boot camp, my vibration on a sort of a default average basis was pretty good. Coming out of boot camp, it's significantly higher. And anyone who knows what vibration is all about knows that basically means I'm I'm happier, I'm more joyful, I'm more I have more clarity, I'm more appreciative more of the time, a lot more of the time. And anyone who knows anything about law of attraction, conscious creatorship, all that kind of stuff knows that's where you want to be. That's what all the great teachers have told us: get yourself into that high flying place, as Abraham likes to call it. Well. I'm now much more in that high flying place having come through Thai boot camp. So if I want to, to kind of quantify it into one thing, I'm higher vibe, a lot higher. We are here. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I love it when you appear. I feel, I feel it when you arrive. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, so the topic is about how our ancestors affect our vibration and really just to get started on this, I mean, I have my own viewpoint on this shamanically and how I work, but our ancestors are where we've come from. So our grandparents, our great grandparents and down the family line like that. So what does the stream feel about if something has happened further down your family line, like three or four great-grandparents down the line, something, let's say, tragic, because generally the tragic stuff makes a dent in, in our auric field and stays with us more than the great stuff for some unknown reason. So what does the stream feel about if something tragic happens back in the family line? How does that come forward and affect us now in this lifetime? We will begin with a bit of clarity around the, the, the question that you posed and, and why the, the tragic stuff tends to stick around, whereas the joyful things do not. And, and, and that is because by design, physical beings, and, and specifically human beings in this case, 
you are not designed to hold on to trauma the way that you tend to. That, that was learned behavior across humanity, to hold on to that trauma. We, we have stated many times that all trauma is a matter of your judgment around the manifestation. So the, the, the thing that is labeled traumatic to a human being in the earth environment and other environments may not be labeled traumatic at all. And, and that is not to judge the earth environment against other environments, but simply to state that that is the way the mutation that is humanity in your environment developed. There is an organic development process that happens in all physical creation, but all physical creation is a result of consciousness creation first. So the consciousness creation that moved organically in the direction of judging traumatic things as negative or wrong or shouldn't be and developed a vibration of holding on to that pain that needs to be healed because the, the healing process, i.e. the abundance is a natural state of being, but the, the human consciousness, the ego consciousness, and not just an individual ego consciousness, we are speaking to the collective consciousness of all of humanity that collective ego has taught itself to hold on to trauma, has taught itself shame, and has taught itself judgment around these traumatic acts. This, this concept of evil or dark or demonic forces, these, these evil things that should not be, and assigning that to something that is beyond physical, Whereas all that type of creation is, is only physical. It is only void of source consciousness. And source consciousness is all that is beyond physical. So when you're speaking to ancestral wounds or traumas that, that move from generation to generation or through the generations, that is something, that is a vibration that is still present that is not healed. And do you think that it, um, sorry, Carrie, you're about to ask, do you think that it moves to the next generation in order for it to be healed if it hasn't been healed in that first one or the last one? We speak often to vibrational flow and understand that all creation is, is sort of a, a, an endless mirror, a wormhole. So vibrational flow can happen in your day. Vibrational flow up and down can happen in your day, your, your week, your month, your year, your lifetime. So you're all aware that you can move through these vibrational flow periods throughout your day. And if you look at your life as a whole, understand that there is an overarching vibrational flow to your entire lifespan in, in physical. That, that spans beyond physical. That spans to this, this ancestral or generational vibration that is created in the physical expression of what you call your family, your lineage. So the, the purpose of vibrational flow is to, to place you in the, this, this movement of vibration that is a never-ending cycle of inspiration and new creation. Very often the inspiration comes in the form of challenges, of, of unhealed traumas, of things presenting themselves to you again and again and again until at last they are healed. 
And the healing is always simply a matter of choice, simply a matter of detuning and ultimately healing. Detuning is a process. Healing is a destination. But the detuning creates the healing process. It starts the ball rolling toward the healing process. You can heal something instantaneously if you choose to do so. But if you have a very well-developed vibration of, for instance, a very popular topic in these circles, poverty. If there's a poverty mindset that is moving generationally, notice how it tends to stick around from generation to generation to generation. And then sometimes you will see it skip and suddenly someone breaks out of that cycle and manifests millions of dollars and then finds themselves broke again because that old vibration came back around. Even though it seems like it was completely healed, it was not completely detuned. It was largely detuned. It was detuned enough for the manifestation of a fortune, whether it was through hard work or a lottery or, or simply marrying into it or however it was manifested. It's all energetic, so it doesn't matter. The, the how does not matter. And it seems like it was solved for a while. And then that being finds themselves back in poverty again. And very often the precursor to that was the, the memory of poverty from childhood and the adult if you will, fear of returning to that poverty manifested the condition that was like poverty yet again. And would, would that be in part to the stories? Um, I know at least in my family, um, the stories told by my grandparents were gone by the time I was born, but I heard often many, many stories of their life and their trauma and their poverty and their, you know, whatever trauma it was um, that they lived through, you know, back in the, the olden days, as they would say. And it was, you know, these stories are handed down generational. And I f is that in part of those stories that keeps the, that the stories being told are, are, is an evidence of the vibration. If the vibration was healed and no longer exists, the stories would not even be told. The needing to speak it and express it and share it is a sign that the vibration is still present. So what about the subconscious stuff that people are holding on that maybe have skipped a few generations? And I'm not sure if this falls into epigenetics, which is um, stuff that's not in our genes, but that we can still pass to our kids. So, um, the, the, the vibration, the vibration of consciousness does not skip generations. It, it is a vibration. It is a signal that is being broadcast. What you're experiencing is the physical being reacting to that vibration. So you, you have a vibration of someone who was, uh, very sick throughout, throughout a lifetime, always manifesting illness. And that vibration was very, very present. And perhaps the next generation, their offspring wanted very much to not have that experience and had the wherewithal to listen to their internal guidance and realize that, that they are witnessing their parents speak of being ill all the time and focus on being ill all the time. And they realize that if they break that cycle, the way to do that is to not do that to not focus on it, to not talk about it, to not fixate on it, to not need to be sick all the time. So they break the cycle. But in the breaking of that cycle, that idea of this was wrong, this was bad, this should not be is still present. 
So the vibration is still alive and well, it's just lying dormant in that next generation. And then that vibration lying dormant, which is not truly healed, can be picked up by the, the following generation. So the, the, the parent that breaks the cycle can turn around and say, gosh, you must be the reincarnate of my parents because you are just like them, even if they've never met. That happens, that, that, that is not uncommon at all in your world because the vibration was never healed in the first place. The, the, the being that was, that came after, learned how not to manifest in that vibration, but it doesn't mean that the vibration was completely healed. They, they developed a belief system for themselves and their, your belief system supersedes everything. So if there's a current vibration that, that your entire family were murderers and thieves and you do not wish to be that, you can absolutely manifest a reality where you are not that, but you judging that as wrong is keeping that vibration alive. So then you find that your, your children or your grandchildren become murderers and thieves. Mm-hmm. How does this work on the collective? So I'm just thinking about the war going on right now. And um, in, in the past, you know, with all of the, the Jews that were killed and then that goes on for years and years and years. People retain prejudice, they retain fear. Indeed, collective consciousness is a very, very powerful thing. And, and you see collective consciousness uh, events in, in war and in, in airline crashes and natural disasters and tsunamis and in all of these things. But not every being having the experience has the same experience. There may be a collective experiencing war. There may be a collective in a nation that is experiencing being invaded, but the experiences are going to be individual and they're going to run all over the place because the reaction to the vibration yet again creates the reality. So the pushing against it or picking aside the judgment of it being wrong or right is is fueling it. Is fueling it. So it's fueling it and bringing it into reality. Yeah. And there's, there's two sides to belief systems. The belief system can be, if I do X, Y, Z, I will not be party to that. And that is my belief system. And therefore that will be your reality. But that, that is not the same thing as healing. That is why someone who believes that if they lie and cheat and steal, they can be wealthy. And you indeed see beings of that nature experiencing wealth. But it's not the same as healing. And it doesn't necessarily bring joy. And very often you will see those beings that are doing those things to manifest the wealth, never finding the joy in the wealth that they thought they were going to find. So you look at them perhaps with envy or even disgust saying they, they are so wrong in their actions and I am so righteous in mine. Why does the universe not reward my righteousness with wealth instead of rewarding the one who is lying and cheating and stealing? But the universe is not a judgmental entity. That is a human quality. So the universe is simply delivering on the vibration. And if the dominant vibration is I'm going to lie and cheat and steal my way into billions, then that's going to be the reality. But what you're going to see is, is that in that unhealed vibration, you're not going to see a state of joy being manifested. That's why you you witness billionaires who, who very often seem miserable because they are. So can you talk a bit about... Um unfinished business in term in terms of reincarnation so obviously people don't come back as themselves 
but like it's sort of a karmic thing. And I've had a lot of clients where they've known each other in some aspect in some other life and there was unfinished business. So in this lifetime, the same pattern, not the same circumstance, not the same kind of relationship, completely different people, but will be experiencing the same kind of pattern or the same energy around something in order to heal that because it was unfinished from another Unhealed is unfinished, indeed. It it is, (laughs) abundance is a natural state of being. So anything that is holding you away from full abundance is is something that can be detuned if you so choose. Because until you detune it, it's going to continue to reveal itself over and over again in various ways. It's going to play out, but it's not very difficult for most of you to really sit down and think about all of your limitations and begin to connect the dots. And see that they all of these little dots actually connect back to one or two root causes. Very often experienced in early childhood, where you are a thirsty sponge for information, learning how to be a freshly birthed or minted human being, if you will. And you are in that state absorbing all of the beings that are around you. Well, who do you tend to be around very early on in life? The ones who gave birth to you, the ones who created you. Perhaps the the close family members that want to come and observe the new version of of humanity that's been created. It is a very ego-driven thing for uh, aunts and uncles and grandparents and and things of that nature to come and meet the new version of them. That by design, that that infant is, is attracting other beings to it to learn, to absorb information. And who better to absorb information from than, than the physical lineage that you're born into? Because there is a vibration. Again, all creation, all physical creation follows consciousness creation. So, of course, your family that you're born into is a reflection of consciousness creation. So the, the lineage or the ancestry that you were born into absolutely is a consciousness, is a lineage that is expressed in physical creation. And the physical creation is simply the end result, the expression of it, as all things are. So, you know, that feeling of, um, well, maybe this dream doesn't know, but <laughs> humans know that feeling of when you meet somebody and you just feel like you've known them forever or for thousands of years, as I say, not dramatically at all. Or you meet somebody on impact and you can't stand them or you're afraid of them or you hate them or for no reason whatsoever. Not a word has to be exchanged. You don't even have to touch them. You just get a, a knowing. Want to talk about that, please? The very physical mindset of individuality. and The concept of an individual is a physical attribute. When you are not in physical, you, you are not an individual. You, you may like to think of yourselves as individuals and think of yourselves as uh, individual strands of consciousness that are eternal beings. And, and we often use that language because you identify with that. But truly, you, you are an amalgam of all that is. You're an expression of source, that which we are. So therefore, when you are not identifying yourself as the physical being that you are perceiving in this lifetime, you are part of a collective consciousness of all that is, the entire universe. So we have described strands of consciousness like filaments of rope. 
you have little, little filaments of rope that are twisted together to make a string. And those strings are twisted together to make a rope. And very often those ropes are twisted together to make an even bigger rope. Think of that into infinity. And, and that's how strands of consciousness function. The, the universe is the entire rope. The little filaments that make it up are, are individual strands of consciousness, but you're all part uh, of something else that, that branches out and branches out and branches out. So as this collective consciousness manifests itself physically, and you all manifest physically into infinity, there is never a strand of consciousness that is not projecting into some sort of a physical environment, because that's how the expansion that, that, that consciousness seeks is experienced, is realized. So when you are projecting in, you're not projecting in an in and out, in and out, in and out scenario because there is no linear time in the energetic realm. So your consciousness is projecting into infinite scenarios simultaneously. And therefore your consciousness is, is maneuvering with what we have referred to as vibrational neighbors, these other strands of filament that are twisted and bound to you in infinite ways, in infinite experiences. And sometimes you are born right into, project right into those other beings in physical, and other times you, you cross paths with them throughout your lifetime. And yes, there, there is a, 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 a memory to this. There's a vibrational memory to beings that, that you have vibrationally aligned with, into beings that you have not vibrationally aligned with in your experiences, but it's all happening at the same time. So this is why you can go and, and meet someone and instantaneously not like them. That very often has to do more with your current human vibration than any eternal work that is being done. Because in your, your current human vibration, if you are crossing paths with someone that is not your vibrational match, it's because you are out of your default vibration to begin with, or you wouldn't be having that experience. So your vibration is perhaps a bit lower in a case like that. And you're meeting that lower vibrational individual in a lower vibrational state of consciousness, and you're going to have a lower vibrational reaction. Whereas when you're in a high vibrational state of being, you're not going to have that type of experience. You are only going to meet others and have serendipitous experiences where you believe you've known someone forever and click, or you just meet that friendly stranger that you just feel good by making eye contact with them. That is how energy works. And you're all energy at your core. You're simply having this physical expression. But it, it often helps human beings to bring things down to earthly terms and think in terms of singular consciousness, in and out, in and out, reincarnation. But it's not really like that, as you well know. It is, a, it is a, an amalgam of energy. You, there, there is never one physical being that is an exact duplicate of another physical being. There would be nothing offered in that experience. There would be no expansion in it. The, the, every new being is unique although there may be certain aspects and elements of the energy of another being, especially an ancestor present. So what about those little kids who, you know, I've, I've read about them where they incarnate, yet they, they know exactly who their other family was. They probably incarnated very quickly. They know where they lived. They know everybody's names. It's like they really have come back, even though they're a different person. They are really tapped into the energetic realm at that stage of life. They haven't learned to drown it out. They haven't learned to ignore it. They haven't learned that it's freaky and weird and it freaks people out to talk about that. They need to shut that down. 
So they're sharing it freely. You all have access to all of that, but they're sharing it freely because they have not yet learned that that is freaky and weird and, and frowned upon and makes other people uncomfortable. So they need to learn to drown it out. You all learned that at some point because you all came with that knowledge. You all did. And, and sometimes you begin to rediscover that knowledge as you move through life and start detuning all of that judgment. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to um, add on to or, or question um, what I'm noticing is as I raise my default vibration, as I detune my transgressors, my triggers, I notice that I don't meet people that I dislike that I am always having these lovely encounters with people. As you said, a stranger on the street that just goes out of their way to be kind to me or, um, you know, wants to give me something, buy me a coffee, uh, you know, offer me a gift in some way, or just to have a lovely conversation. And um, I'm noticing that more and more in, in my interactions out in the matrix, if you will. As you do the work to generally, and, and you under, you you both understand this very well, as you do the work to raise your default vibration, life gets better and better and better. And when you are in that higher vibrational state, you are meeting more friendly faces and, and you are having less conflict naturally because of that. Awesome. That's true. I mean, I've, I've noticed um, over the years that people who used to annoy me don't annoy me. <laughs> don't annoy me anymore Being because always I'm a matter of judgment. so if you're systematically detuning judgment and fear in your life you're naturally going to detune the judgment of, of those that used to annoy you and, and annoyance is a matter of polarity as well we we speak of being in and out of the matrix you you know you're in the matrix when you're polarized if you're annoyed by somebody it's because they have an opinion that is different than yours that you are judging that's what's annoying you about them but when you're no longer needing that 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 ego-driven judgment and in needing to have that opinion and needing to be right about something and, and simply being fluid and more source aligned in your thinking, you, you are far less annoyed by other beings. You're simply let them have their experience and be what they are, who they are, and how they are. Imagine, imagine all of humanity moving just one degree closer to that. I like that imagination. <laughs> it is possible. It is possible. I do see it. We have shared quite a bit. We 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 think that your 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 following discussion on what has transpired in this conversation will reveal even more, and understand that we very often guide you to focus on your your current lifetime, but there is value, and in, in, in understanding yourselves, understanding your nature, understanding that there are, there are things that are present within you that if you take that victim path, you believe that you are somehow cursed with a set of circumstances or beliefs or a vibration that you can't shake. As soon as you stop the judgment of that and of you for having that set of circumstances or condition or, or, or what have you, and start to detune it through appreciation that there is something that's revealing itself to you that is part of you, whether you asked for it or not, because vibrationally you did. And that thing that's part of you can absolutely be detuned and transformed and healed. And you have the power in your lifetime to heal generational wounds. You absolutely do. And the path to healing is always one of authentic appreciation. 
deep understanding. Yes. With much love. That is what we have. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David.